You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey, Simple Pin listeners, welcome to episode 153 of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to maximize your efforts during the Pinterest off season. And I'm putting air quotes around that. And what I mean by that is that usually for each niche, um, whether it's travel, food, um, DIY, there usually seems to be a time where there's a low season for each niche. And most of them, it used to be, it's usually in the summer, actually, to be honest, because a lot of people who usually are on Pinterest in the winter, fall, winter, or spring, sometimes we're inside. And so we do tend to see traffic numbers tend to go lower in the summer and kind of take a little bit of an increase when kids go back to school. Um, we have a lot of moms who use Pinterest. It's just how it works. Now, I want to say that not everybody has an off season, but you could still apply the principles of what we're going to be talking about today to your lower season, to times where maybe you don't have to really be keeping up the pace or like continuing to be in the grind. So we want to give you some tips here before you potentially go into your low season, which could be July. I know for here for us here at Simple Pin, we are going to be taking a little bit of a time off in July. We're going to be republishing some of our most popular episodes that maybe you've listened to before that you could listen to again and get something new out of them, or you're a newer listener and you've never listened to these episodes before. So this episode, after this episode and the next five that you listen to, those are going to be republished. I'll give you a little bit of a blurb at the beginning of that particular podcast, just to let you know that it's a republished one, what I want you to be looking for, or if there's any information in that particular episode that maybe is no longer relevant. But we tried to pick episodes that were still relevant, still had great information. So just know the next few episodes are going to be republished from old ones that we've done. And the reason we're doing that is that I have not taken a break from podcasting with the exception of right around Christmas or even 4th of July previously to take a break and to refresh. And a couple of years ago, I listened to a TED Talk about a guy who took a sabbatical um, for his company. Actually, they worked seven years and took a one-year sabbatical. Now, I'm not really... I'm not really equipped to do that, but I do feel like sabbaticals are good times to pull back and they allow us to get more creative when we're not into this rapid pace that really is kind of exhausting pretty much. And so we're taking a little bit of a sabbatical in July from the podcast so that I can kind of regroup, look at the podcast episodes for August, September, and October, and what it is you guys really need as far as it pertains to Pinterest marketing. I also am going to be taking two trips with my family where I won't have internet access. So it just really seemed like a good time for us to push pause and basically go into what is our low season here at Simple Pin where we get a little less traffic, people are also a little less focused on business, and take the opportunity to do some of the things I'm going to list today 
for ourselves here at Simple Pin. So I hope you'll listen to those episodes, still communicate with us in the Facebook group and with emails. We will be still sending out some emails. So watch your inbox for that. That leads me to if you are new on Pinterest, you're totally new to this whole game, you're new to the podcast, you are new to Pinterest marketing, we have a special four-week newsletter series for you, and you can get that by going to simplepinmedia.com slash start. This is really going to help you get up and running on Pinterest fast. There's a lot of information about Pinterest. You can do a lot of Googling, but this will just walk you through the step-by-steps of what you need to do. Now, if you're really past that start phase and you are in what we call our grow pillar, you're really ready to get lift off. You can also join a newsletter series that we have there too. It's simplepinmedia.com slash grow. This is going to help you take it to the next level. So those are two places you can get really specific information based on your level of Pinterest marketing. So simplepinmedia.com slash start if you're a newbie. And if you're not a newbie, simplepinmedia.com slash grow. Alrighty, we also want to say that if you would love to leave a review for us in iTunes, we love to read those, you guys. This is actually what helps me know that what I'm doing is working and what I am doing is actually making an impact. So um, JLU7565 says, so glad I found this podcast. Such great information about Pinterest with simple, actionable steps to rock your pinning. Thanks for sharing all the awesome tips. You are welcome, JLU7565. And if you would like us to read your review on the show, go ahead and leave a review in iTunes for us. All right, with that, let's dive into today's episode about what to do during the off season and how to maximize your efforts for your particular niche. All right, so... For most people, high season is what's defined as September to February 15th. How do I know this? Well, I've worked with over 500 Pinterest accounts, probably over 600 at this point. We've managed for over 250 in monthly management. We have a data analyst that we work with, and we are knee deep in the Pinterest data, you guys. And one of the things we've noticed is that for most people, higher traffic times tends to be between September and mid-February. In fact, I joke that February 15th is when the traffic drops off like a brick and everybody freaks out in March, April, and May. And they're like, where's my traffic? Where's my traffic? We notoriously see traffic go down during this time besides little blips of the seasonality pieces that happen in there. So we want you to know is that um, don't panic about these particular low times. We want you to take advantage of them and prepare for these coming high seasons. So here's a few things that I'm going to give you as suggestions that you can add to your to-do list for things to get ahead of the curve. Okay, so number one is create new images for your top 10 to 15 posts or products. These can be seasonal posts that you're going into. Maybe there's something in October or Halloween or back to school or travel or products that fit into any of those. Find your top 10 to 15 posts in your Google Analytics. We have a a podcast about this, how to make Pinterest work for you. And we talk about doing a deep dive into Pinterest analytics. We'll link to that in the show notes. So if you don't know what your top 10 to 15 posts are, you're going to have to find those in Google Analytics. And when I mean creating new images, what I mean by that is 
create something that looks a little bit different than what you already have. And you can create two or so images. What I would do is I would create them. I would put them into Dropbox or into Google Drive to have prepared for when you're ready to start pinning them, maybe in September or October. You're just prepared so that you're not frantically doing it at that time. We've worked with a lot of food bloggers. And I also know that during this time, food bloggers, it's your go time. And a lot of brands you work with during this time, a lot of baking, a lot of content, it's really frantically busy for you. So if you don't want to be frantically busy, go ahead and do some of these things in advance. So that backlog of content that you have from the previous year, you have some new images for and you're ready to go. When you find those 10 to 15 images, here's the other things that you should do. You want to make sure that your top posts are totally optimized and monetized. So in the last episode of 152, we talked with Tasha about affiliate marketing. Number one, I would start there. Look at those posts. Are there any places you could add affiliate links if that fits for your audience? So for me, I go back and I look at, are there any courses I want to add in there? Are there any links to um, affiliate products that might work? Maybe books on Amazon. Really think through what is it that what tool can you give your readers in those particular posts that are going to be super helpful to them? The other thing is maybe you create a special opt-in for those posts. Maybe you have a back to school post that goes crazy for some reason. Why not create a guide for them? Why not create a PDF that they could download to take to the store? I know my friend Angela always talks about school pricing on school supplies every single year. And I look forward to it because I buy all of our school supplies during that time, which is actually pretty hard here in the Northwest because we don't start school until after Labor Day. But all the school supplies go on sale the end of July, the beginning of August. So I'm hauling in my kids to Target and they're super annoyed that I'm buying school supplies a month before we start school. But when she starts posting about it and starts talking about it, I know that's when I'm supposed to buy. So if your people come to you for something in particular, get them on your email list so you can start communicating with them. I have heard over and over from people that they still have their email on RSS or they don't see email as important. I'm going to tell you that I know that people are going to say nobody opens email. I'm going to call a a big giant BS on that because I've seen it in my numbers. I've seen it in other people's number. People still open emails. I sign up for emails all the time, even from big retailers because I get coupon codes. I get notified of their sales. I'm actually thankful that I get those emails. And sure, there's a lot of them and it's kind of junky. But for the most part, that's really one of the best ways you can communicate with them. So please invest in your email subscribers and maybe put an email box or a special guide on that particular post that's doing well. It doesn't have to be big. It can literally just be one page. The other thing is you want to look at other ways to funnel your people towards what your end goal is. Like, what do you want them to do? So on my post that I've talked about a lot here, it's how to clean up Pinterest boards. It's still, it's my legacy pin. And I got that that phrase from Monica Froze, but I love it. It's such a great phrase. And one of the things that I do is I go in there and I make sure that people know that we offer a cleanup service. I want to funnel them towards services if they don't want to do it themselves. I also want to let them know that I have a special checklist for them that goes along with how to clean up Pinterest boards. My end goal with this is I want them on my email list. 
I desperately want them on my email list because then I get to communicate with them. Then I get to really nurture them. I also will share links to my planner. That's another freebie that we have. And to the collective. I want people to join our membership community because that's where I teach Pinterest marketing. And that's where I really, really get to connect with them. So going through those top posts. In fact, if you want to really centralize it and make it super organized, we are big fans of Google Docs here and Google Sheets. And the reason I like that is because my team can get access to it. So Melody, who's my community manager, her and I work a lot on posts too as well. And then Natalie, who is my operations manager, she can do some of the tech stuff on it as well or add certain things. So what I like to do is have this sheet where I list my top to 10 10, 10 to 15. And for us, we have an extra column too, because we have a podcast that goes along with the blog post. So we want to see actually what are the podcast ratings and what are the post ratings. So what we do is we start filling out information in there and maybe we'll put along the top like, okay, um, is it email monetized? Is it um, dollar monetized? Is it monetized for where we want people to go? Are these things, is the checklist of what we want to happen in that post done. And then for those of you who are doing SEO monetization, you can also add that in there as well. And can people pin it? Look at it on your mobile. Is it easy to pin? So list your top to 10, top 10 to 15, go through and make that checklist. And then if you have someone on your team that can help you with it, then you're all on the same page to get ready for these particular posts when your high season comes. Okay. The other thing that you can do is you can clean up your Pinterest boards, like I just talked about. Um, you can check your group boards, go through your profile. I always tell people, go through, look at if it has your branding, look at the names of your personal boards, check out some group boards on Tailwind under their board insights, see if it's still good, update, optimize, and like spiff off your Pinterest profile. Spend about an hour doing it. We have gone through this in the collective and the membership. We have a pretty big deep dive into Pinterest foundations. We have action items and things for people to do because it's really important that even if you are far along in your Pinterest marketing, you go back and you set solid business foundations on Pinterest for the coming year. So that's essentially a huge profile cleanup. So we'll link to that in the show notes. We have a podcast and the How to Clean Up Pinterest Boards post. So we'll make sure and put that in the show notes here. And to get the show notes, you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 153. The other thing to think about is look at your site through the eyes of a pinner. So look at it with share buttons. Look at it with pop-ups. I like to use MyLaTree as one of my only pop-ups. I do that for followers. I just do that to build awareness. So it pops up for Pinterest and it pops up for email. You can test out MyLaTree um, for a month. So go to my post. You can also go to simplepinmedia.com slash MyLaTree. But the reason I want you to look at your post or not your post through your blog or your site through the eyes of a pinner is because a lot of people don't realize how many clicks happen or things that get in the way. Now, pop-ups are great, but pop-ups are not great on mobile if you can't get rid of it. It's a huge barrier to reading your content. Here's another trick you can do. If you have a couple friends who are in the online space or not online space, have them look at your site and give you feedback. So let me tell you this. A couple, um, a month ago, when I was working through launching the collective, I had my friend Jocelyn Sams sign up for my email 
and she was totally cold, didn't know anything about my email. And she gave me some great feedback, you guys. And there were a lot of blind spots that I was missing. She was confused by a lot of things. She And I should ever look at my site too, because she'll probably give me more feedback on that. But this feedback on what she was seeing from a cold user perspective of my email marketing, you guys, it was revolutionary for me. I mean, it was like, I didn't even think about that because I was so head down, so focused on my community. I was thinking, well, everybody knows about my Wednesday email and everybody knows about this, but everybody doesn't, especially if they're cold into my community. Some of you who are even listening to this podcast, maybe you're not subscribed to my email. So you could get on my email and have no idea what you're receiving. We try to be clear, but we need to make it even clearer. So I just want to let you know that asking people who are cold to your site or to your email list is such a good idea. Don't take their feedback personally. Take it as really the best way for you to get better at your job. This is definitely going to prepare you if you have a higher season where you get more eyeballs on your site and therefore you get more people signing up for your email. This is so, so good. So that's a that's a task for you right away. Have people look at your stuff who are not familiar with your site. I would also go out on a limb here. And <laughs> this might make some people a little bit annoyed with me. But if you are ads monetized, I understand that you can make really good money at it, but sometimes ads are so overwhelming. I have been on posts on my phone where I can't tell the difference between content and ads. I've got three sentences and an ad. I am not against ads at all. I think they're very powerful. I think they're amazing for monetization. But please have someone look at the user experience. And if you don't like what's happening, reach out to your ad rep. Have them help you with it. Good user experience. Site uh, Time spent on site is big to Pinterest. It's big to the pinner. Pinterest users want to get to what they're looking for. And if they have a lot of barriers in the way, they're going to bounce right off. Pay attention to your bounce rate. That's a big one too. You want to make sure that you're keeping people on site. So take stock of a lot of these different metrics here. And I know it can be overwhelming and I'm kind of throwing a lot at you. So again, if you're listening at the gym or listening in the car, pick one thing, one thing you're going to work on and one thing that you can complete. After that, you can go on to the next. The other thing that you should definitely look at is your yearly analytics. So if you have no idea when your high times or your low times are, it is really important for you to do that. And here's why. Is that um, it allows you to, one, not freak out. And number two, to know when you do have that time to really not run the race, right? In Tasha's episode of 152, the one before this, the other thing that I love that she said was that her traffic is almost in half of what it was in 2016, but her revenue is up because she went back and she optimized, she monetized, she got smarter about it all. So oftentimes we think we need to have more traffic, more traffic, more traffic, but sometimes what we need to do is just update the things that we have in a smarter way. So that's what I'm actually instructing you to do now is go back to some of that stuff and update it in a really smart way instead of always chasing the thing that's out in front of you. It's like the dangling carrot that's out in front of like the racehorse, you know, it's like hanging over. They're never going to get it. 
Sometimes there's never a time when traffic is going to increase. So there has to be the question asked, what can I do to increase the monetary conversions? Which leads me to this other one of figuring out your key performance indicators, your KPIs. This is also something we're talking through in the collective and working through with all of our students is how to identify your own KPIs because they're different. So for some of you, it may be ads. It may be affiliate marketing. For some of you, it may be emails. It may be clients. It may be conversions to something else. But if we actually don't know what they are, then we're kind of guessing. We're kind of going, well, I want this and I want this. And well, we all want it all, right? But what I want you to really think about, and we'll link to this episode as well, is what are those key performance indicators that are really going to help you grow your business that you can look back and go, yes, my traffic is lower, but man, my income is doubled, doubled, doubled. The last thing I would love you to do is if you have never done this in your business is take a break. And that's what I talked about in the beginning with taking a little bit of a sabbatical. Sometimes what we can do is we can go so hard with content creation. So here's a couple or content creation or building your business or working on your team. Here at Simple Pin, um, I came up with I came up with this analogy actually last month, and I won't go too deep into it. But essentially, I run a football team, and the f- I'm the owner, so I'm really in charge of a lot of different pieces. But I'm really looking at who's in the stand. Who is on the field? Who are my coaches? Who are my coaches that are doing um, special, you know, defensive plays? If we're going to get into that, I'm not super into football, but this like really blew my mind. And I realized like as an owner, as a person who is really running this whole organization, I have to have times where I step back and I get creative and I read books and I think really hard about how to invest in my team because I'm not just... I Sure, I have a big team. You guys, I have 40 people on my team. And I also have the audience side of Pinterest, which is this podcast that you have here, the blog, the collective, the Facebook group. I also have a promoted pins team that I'm directing. And then we have affiliate marketing strategies and we have that blog over there. So I really have a lot of irons in the fire. And in order for me to be able to keep up the pace that I have, I have to put some hard boundaries around um, times when I'm able to get creative. And that means taking a break. So here's a couple of things that I do. One, I take one Friday at the beginning of the month and I leave my she shed. I actually go to um, local places around here where I can work or I can sit and just be quiet. I've even taken time to go get a massage or just think like decompress because sometimes we're in this go, go, go mode. So I try to do that. The other thing that I have done is I do have a mastermind that I'm a part of once a year. I go to Mexico with them. And that is also really great because I'm getting feedback from these people who know my business really well. And I know that Mexico is not able to happen for everybody. So you could even do something where you meet with somebody locally over a weekend. The other thing I'm doing that I did in June was I went to a local hotel here and I spent the weekend planning out for quarter three and giving myself direction as to where I wanted to go just in the quarter. I wasn't taking a big chunk of time, but I was really looking at what did I want to focus on in Q3 and Q3 included 
taking time off in July. So I found a nice hotel and it is a business expense because I'm pretty much working the entire time and reading and not so much working as in like, go, 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 but more working as like the planning thing. So I gave myself three things I was going to work on and focused on those. So for you, that could be the 10 to 15 posts you're going to update. That could be anything to prepare you for that high season. I'm becoming a huge fan of hitting the pause button. And if you don't have very much money in your business yet, that's okay. And so even if you go to a coffee shop for a couple of hours or go to a neighboring town, walk around for a little bit, do something that just gets your mind going. Here's a couple of books I've read that I've really enjoyed. I'm a big nonfiction person and people make fun of me because of that, but I just am. Um, we, If you are growing a team, I did read Traction. That was quite a good book. We've implemented some things. It's kind of heavy. So I would say like it'll get your mind going as far as like structure. Um, I have liked Clockwork. That one I'm doing right now. It's by Mike Michalowicz. That's what really the football team analogy came out of. Um, the other thing was never lose a customer again. So again, these are all a little bit based on service-based businesses. But I did also read the book Legacy by Dave Ramsey. We're big Dave Ramsey fans here as far as um, a cash-based budget, no debt. That's how I run my business too. I loved his perspective in the legacy book as far as like how we leave a legacy for our family finances and how I even leave a legacy in this business. So those are a few books that I've read. I did read a nonfiction book at one point. <laughs> I can't I can't remember what it was, or I'm sorry, not nonfiction, but I read fiction. I can't remember what it was, but if y'all have some good summer fiction books that you think are good, I'm not into any of the whole like, I can't, I can't do violence. I can't do any, I can't do any of the like serial podcasts. Like I, my mind just goes too many places. I need something hilarious. I need something funny. I need some quick witted. So if you got it for me, you can drop it in the blog post in the comments, which you can find at simplepinmedia.com slash 153. The other thing I'd love to know from you is I'd really love to know what your goals on are for preparing for this high season for you that's about to hit soon. Go to the blog post, simplepinmedia.com slash 153. Please comment. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear what you're working on or ways that you reset, ways that you get ready for times where you're going to have to sprint. We don't want to be in the sprint all the time. We just want to be in the sprint when we need to be. But there has to be times where we pull back and we take a rest. So thanks so much for listening here to the Simple Pin Podcast. Remember, over the next five weeks, we're going to do some republishing of some of our favorite episodes, and we want you to listen to those again. And I will give you some tips at the beginning of each episode for what to listen for. And if anything has changed, I'll definitely know that, let you know that too at the beginning of the episode. So thanks so much. Have a fantastic summer and have a fantastic time really planning out how you're going to be more effective this year and how you're going to really get prepared for your high season. Mm-hmm.